It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. It's the Thursday edition of Lockdown Rams. So, you know, we've got Jake Ellen Bogan with us. Uh, we got an awesome show for you guys today. He is down at the Senior Bowl, literally talking to the man. He is on the phone with us. He is down in Alabama right now, getting it all done, uh, being out there and watching some of these players, having these conversations. So we're going to talk to him today about what's going on down there, who he's seen, who he's talked to. Uh, who he's seen from the Rams organization, and really what this Senior Bowl means to everybody involved, especially with the Rams, and how they have really looked at this in the past as far as how important this is to their draft strategy. So I got an awesome show. Guys, don't forget to go hit the subscribe button, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Himalaya. Uh, You can also hit us up on social media, shoot us a question to either ask while we got Jake on or any of our other guests or even just for earlier in the week. You can find us at LA underscore Rambly Bear. That's my personal on Twitter, as well as the show, Lockdown Rams, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And for Jake, you can find him at JK Bogan DTR and Downtown Rams. And if you're not following or engaging with that, you got to get over there and see what he's doing because he is putting up awesome content all day, videos, uh, insight, all the stuff that he has seen down at the Senior Bowl. So he is uh, just getting going this offseason with all that good stuff. So uh, great show for you guys today. So with that, let's just get right into it. The LA Rams are trying to find the best players in the 2020 draft despite just holding projected six picks and zero picks on day one. But not all NFL stars are selected on day one of the NFL draft. So this opens up for some opportunity for the Rams. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams. I'm joined by Jake Ellen Bogan of Downtown Rams, and this is your lead story. Jake is down at the Senior Bowl right now as we talk, and uh, you've been kind of watching what the Rams are doing down there this weekend. You've seen uh, some Rams personnel. You've talked to some players as far as them talking to Rams personnel. What's the experience like, Ben, so far for you? I know you've gone many years. Is it, is it pretty much the same this year? Just talk to us about what it's like down there. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's. I feel like it's different every year a little bit. It, you know, obviously there's a lot of similarities. Um, I stay in the same hotel <laughs> so far, anyway. You know, I, I go to the same spot and what have you. But for the most part, uh, you know, it's always a little bit different because there's different things that happen. Um, you know, I woke up on Tuesday morning for media day, and I woke up to news that you know five players or you know five to six players that I really liked. Uh, we're not going to participate this week, you know, and then you have like today, uh, Auburn um, defensive end, uh, Marlon Davidson. Uh, he had an ankle issue. He was in a walking boot today on the sidelines uh, from what I can see. So they, you know, scrapped him and, and there's been, you know, all sorts of call-ups and what have you. So, you know, it's a little different, but I think there's more turnover this year than any other year. And I think that they were also really, you know, banking on Joe Burrow being here. So, you know, I think that they left a quarterback slot open. So you've been seeing a lot of turnover and, and all of that. But um, all in all, it, it's, it's you know, it's similar but different. 
they actually just announced today while I was at practice uh, that the third and final practice of the week, uh, which takes place every um, time on Thursday, it was going to take place indoors. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, oh, well, that's a shame that happened last year and media wasn't included, only the NFL personnel, but they're, they're trying something new this year. Uh, it is going to be um, all media. So uh, definitely interested with that and, and should be fun tomorrow going to the South Alabama practice facility. Yeah, and that's pretty cool because I think one of the things that they're trying to do is continue to open it up uh, and give it kind of like in baseball, they got spring training where you get really up close and personal with some of these guys and you know whether that's getting on the field or behind the scenes in some of the practices, but being able to kind of interact with some of these guys and allow them uh, to be heard and seen you know, through all these different outlets. So pretty cool that they're allowing you uh, guys to be a part of it this year, and hopefully it continues to grow. And now I've seen from on Twitter, as I mentioned earlier, you, you keep putting up awesome content uh, over at Downtown Rams as far as some of the stuff you're seeing and some of the guys. And you mentioned some guys that uh, you said have, you know, talk with the Rams. Um, you know, looking at this, who are some of those guys that the Rams have been talking with and, and kind of what does that mean in general? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I mean, I haven't gotten down to the bottom of it because it really hasn't been reported so, you know, I'm trying the best I can to get that answer uh, from anybody I can uh, that's not with the Rams. But um, I, I don't have a list. I, I just kind of was tweeting them as I went and just through interviews. But so far, uh, like I talked to Joshua Uche, uh, the Michigan edge rusher today. And um, boy, oh boy, is he not only a good interview, um, not only is he a really humble guy, but um, he also met with the Rams and, and he is really turning it on. Uh, here in Mobile, uh, practically unblockable. Um, you know, they added David Long. I, I believe you yourself are pretty familiar with Michigan, so you you know who Uche is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm telling you anything you don't know, but but he's a stud. Um, would love to see him in Horns, and he did confirm to me that the Rams had met with him. I uh, talked to Jason Strobridge uh, from US, uh, UNC, um, edge rusher. Just uh, was kind of you know trying to get you know a little bit of an idea you know who the Rams were speaking with you know out of the the edge and and offensive line and, and defensive line and and even uh, you know some wide receivers and tight ends and I haven't been able to talk to a ton because you only get you know a limited amount of time but uh, Strobridge told me he had not met with the Rams yet um, Anthony Gordon who I spoke with from Washington State hadn't met with the Rams yet. Um, guys like Hakeem Adeniji met with the Rams, Bryson Hopkins, the, in my opinion, top tight end in the class, uh, out of Purdue met with the Rams, uh, Cam Brown, um, who he sounded like he really enjoyed his meeting with the Rams. Um, so, you know, just, just to name a few, uh, Matthew Pear, I believe did meet with the Rams as well. So, you know, the Rams are, are looking, um, you know, they're doing their due diligence. I haven't seen any of the personnel, uh, so far, I've been trying to kind of see if, you know, Sean McVay or Les Needs here. I, I would imagine, um, you know, both of them are. Um, I'm sure I'll see some of the scouts uh, the day of the game um, in the press box because I did see one of them last year, had a pretty good conversation with. But, you know, so far, you know, the, the Rams are doing their due diligence and there's a lot of talent out here. And, and I think the Rams are going to have really their pick of the litter if they, they want to – you know, kind of doubling back to our conversation, um, you know, last week, if they want to replace um, or at least put some guy in a position to replace a potential retiring Brandon Cooks out receiver. This is a receiver class that you can literally get, like I said, pick of the litter. 
you can get a big body 605 red zone designated target type of weapon. Um, or you could get, you know, one of those guys like a, a you know, a, a Prochet from, from SMU, uh, somebody that is, you know, more of a, a stockier receiver, um, you know, agile, somebody that can play in the slot. Or, you know, you could be looking at, you know, somebody that just does it all in Van Jefferson out of Florida who is absolutely – um, taking over, in my opinion, I think he's the most dominant receiver of this uh, group. Um, not in the class, but this senior bowl group. Um, watching his film, it didn't shock me. Uh, I ranked all the receivers coming in and felt like he um, just is the most nuanced route runner, and you're really seeing that. So it, it, it'll sure, you know, it'll definitely be interesting. I don't know if the Rams will draft a, a receiver, but that's definitely a position where I'm looking at, and you just have so many options. Yeah, I love it. And I think you're right. The wide receiver group is something you don't want to overlook. You think you look at the Rams roster and you're like, oh, we're pretty good there. But uh, you don't know what's going to happen with Brandon Cooks. And you don't know uh, how some of these other guys that are going to develop in the back half of that core. And adding a young talent, never a bad thing, especially with the way McVay's offense runs and uh, we'll kind of be keeping a close eye on that as he's brought in an offensive coordinator. So uh, I got some more questions for you regarding the Senior Bowl. So what we'll do is we'll step aside. We got more coming up with Jake Ellenbogen of Downtown Rams, and we're going to kind of pick his brain live down at the Senior Bowl. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you can choose any game and call it? Well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Between the end of the football season with the Super Bowl, NBA, and college basketball season going on, it's time to get off the sidelines and get into the action with my bookie. Also, if you're one of those guys that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try Parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, Parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. So if you're like the rest of us and you're tired of watching games on the couch with nothing to game, MyBookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back on the game. Right now, if you join MyBookie, they will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 free money to play with. Just enter the code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code LOCKEDON to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
So as you mentioned, these conversations and, uh, you know, you've had a few guys confirm that they've spoken to the Rams. Uh, When you say that, is this something that's like a conversation that's happening behind closed doors? They set up meeting times for these guys. Is that something the agent does? Or is this done just kind of on field in between practices? I mean, what are are the potential when you say uh, they've talked with the Rams? What does that kind of mean? Yeah, so when I talk to the players themselves and, and ask them if they've met with the Rams, they're telling me that they've, if they haven't or if they have, they've met with them privately, probably at the hotel or some, you know, undisclosed location. But, you know, when I'm, you know, kind of throwing stuff out there on Twitter, which I have done, um, like today, the Green Bay Packers seem to be all over Anthony Simmons, um, sorry, Anthony Jennings uh, from uh, uh, Alabama. You know, that I saw on the practice field post-practice. So, you know, you do get different visits, but the ones that I'm talking about, like the Rams have met with these guys um, privately. And, you know, some of them have been brief, but some of them have been, you know, decent meetings. Um, So that's, you know, kind of what I'm trying to to get at. Yeah, no, definitely. And and it's always interesting because, uh, information down there is probably like gold and people are trying to keep stuff close to the vest. And uh, obviously, as you're having conversations and the Rams are kind of poking around doing their due diligence, uh, a lot of that is behind the scenes. And it's just it is an interesting whole world that goes down there because obviously the players are allowed to say that they've met with teams and and during this process. And, you know, you'll see, like you said, the Rams are talking with you know, wide receivers, tight ends, you know, edge rushers. They're talking with everybody trying to figure out where someone might fall, where the value is in somebody. Uh, so this is just extremely intriguing, especially with, you know, the limited amount of picks that the Rams have and, and just looking at their history and what they've done, uh, really picking players from this weekend. So it kind of brings a lot of intrigue. And as we mentioned in the last segment, you talked about some of the wide receivers that were, you know, really intriguing and potentially might be a good fit. Um, as far as the edge or, you know, outside linebacker or O-lineman, uh, is there anyone else that you're seeing down there that kind of get your, you know, your eyes perked up a little bit as like envisioning them in the Rams or anybody else that's jumping off the table uh, for you right now that you think might be around? And I know we don't really have projections yet and going deep into that, but um, thoughts on some of the other players and position groups that excite you? Yeah, um, you know, I think you have to start with Lloyd Cushenberry, the third uh, from LSU, interior offensive lineman. Look, I'm sure you've heard of him. Uh, you know, Javon Kinlaw is absolutely dominating uh, here in Mobile. Um, he's potentially going to be drafted in the top 10. And his basically his um, stock has skyrocketed. And, of course, he's the guy that said, um, he thought he could be better than Aaron Donald, so everyone lost their mind about. But <laughs> this guy has been unblockable. And I think people forget Aaron Donald uh, was not as known until he came here to Mobile and really showed up and let everybody know who he was. And I think that's something that Kinlaw's been doing. But the reason I say Cushenberry is because this is somebody that, one, played in the SEC, had success, uh, won a national title, but the Rams, you don't know, you know, what's going to happen with Austin Blythe. You don't know, you know, if I, I think he'd be an upgrade over Brian Allen. And this is the one guy this week where I feel like he's actually given Javon Kinlaw somewhat of a challenge in one-on-one competition. So I really like uh, Cushenberry. There are some tackles. Um, you know, I think first and foremost, you have to talk about Matthew Parrott uh, from UConn, a 
kind of late addition, big six foot seven type of uh, tackle that is going to be more of a, a project. But I, I think he could he could definitely start. Um, you would call him developmental, but I think the Rams could definitely look at him. Uh, Hakeem Adeniji, I obviously spoke to both of them. Adeniji is from Kansas, so I'm very well uh, familiar with him. He's been playing a lot of guard, uh, you know, here in Mobile. So it'll be interesting to see if, you know, what kind of uh, role he plays in the game. Because uh, I'm actually really excited to see him in the game. You know, guys like that. Um, and then I think, you know, kind of moving over to the defensive side of the ball, I think Joshua Uche uh, would be awesome in horns. Um, I think it would really alleviate the pressure of trying to replace Dante Fowler. I think you'd be getting somebody that could come in and have ten and a half sacks his rookie year. He has been unblockable. Um, you know, he just does such a nice job converting speed to power. Uh, but he's got you know some serious bend, and I think he's got you know a decently high ceiling. So I think he'd be um, you know obviously fun to watch. And then Cam Brown uh, from and I interviewed all these guys, so I have an you know an, like an idea of what type of people they are. They seemed like really nice, down to earth guys. They they obviously just love the game and all met with the Rams in some facet. Uh, but Cam Brown is somebody that really stood out to me, you know, as a person. Uh, because when I was interviewing him, he was like the happiest guy, um, you know, very, very just humble. And, and you could tell he just really is glad to be here. But don't make it, you know, seem like just because he's glad to be here, he doesn't belong here. Um, this is somebody right. at Penn State. Uh, he is a, he's a tackling machine. Um, he's a six foot five, two thirty three physical freak. And uh, what's been cool is Zach Taylor's coaching staff has really kind of deployed him all over the defensive line, whether it be in you know inside backer, outside backer, or just strictly as a pass rusher. He really was dominating today um, in one on ones as a, uh, a you know a pass rusher off the edge. Those edge drills, I always you know want to look at, and I think uh, he is definitely somebody the Rams could target. I think all those guys can be had in, you know, maybe a select few of them might go in the second, but um, pretty much all of them should be available in the third round. And that is the round that uh, the Rams have been doing a lot of damage in. And, you know, as you look at uh, where they picked last year and what they did with trading back and, and kind of collecting a few more picks to try to get more talent in that top 100, as Lesney kind of kept saying, we want as many picks inside that top 100 as possible and and that may be something they do again this year at uh their pick number 52 is trade back a little bit and look to pick up some uh more draft picks in the third round and find guys like these that they're meeting out the senior bowls so uh that's great stuff but i want to dig in a little bit more uh we're going to step aside i want to talk a little bit more um about these games about these individual drills and maybe a potential wish list for the rams before we get over the next segment talking to you guys now about Possibly the best deal we have on the network. And I don't mean just on Lockdown Rams. I mean the whole network. And now I'm talking about Dave Robles. Or as I like to call him, the man, the myth, the Robles. Dave owns a company in LA called Think Real Estate, which is part of Keller Williams. And he's one of the top producing realtors in LA for over the past 20 years. Some of the things I love about Dave is he's an LA native and he knows the city in and out. Also, FYI, he's a Rams fan. That's one of the reasons why he's giving you an opportunity to go into the 2020 season with season tickets. Yes, new stadium, new uniforms, new hope for playoffs in 2020. And you could be there 
All you got to do is give Dave a call or go to DaveRobles.com. Because if you're on the fence about buying or selling a home, Dave is the guy you got to talk to. And don't just take my word for it. He's got excellent Yelp and Zillow reviews. One of my favorite stories is when he was telling me about all these other agents trying to sell a home for $799,000 and they couldn't get it done. He took over the house and ended up getting it sold for $850,000. He literally put $50K into his client's pocket by just taking over and knowing how to negotiate in the local market. So don't waste any more time. Go to his website, DaveRobles.com, R-O-B-L-E-S, or just call him, 213-712-4343. Tell him I sent you. And if you buy or sell a home, again, season tickets, 2020, brand new stadium. It doesn't get better than that. And if you're leaving the area and you can't take those tickets, he will find something of equal value or give you a discount when you buy or sell a home with him. So either way, it's a win. Dave Robles, a proud sponsor of Lockdown Rams. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. So, Jake, as you are out there at the Senior Bowl and you're going out there to practice and you're watching these guys and you're having an opportunity to talk with them, um, it, it's interesting to me, and I want to hear your take on this, because you know you posted a couple of videos of kind of some 11-11 drills where these guys are going up against each other and you know we're seeing deep passes down the field <laughs> and protection and all that type of stuff is happening. But these guys have never played together. They've never practiced together. Maybe a couple times throughout this week, yes, but... Um, it's just interesting how much is put into the stock of the live scrimmage and how much is put into these individual drills that I'm only assuming that they're doing throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, it's a good question and good assumption all of that. But, um, you know, I think you have to put a decent amount of stock into it. I think the first day is kind of, you're, you're shaking off the rust. Um, you know, I, I said that over and over again on another podcast um, that I, I did with Blitzalytics, shout out to them. But, um, you know, it, kind of shaking off the rust with somebody like Jalen Hurts, right? Because Jalen Hurts didn't just play in the national title game. Uh, Jalen Hurts didn't play in the college football playoff. So he isn't, you know, with the program the way the LSU guys are. who literally just played like a week ago, you know. Um, guys like, you know, the Clemson guys that just played like a week ago you know, guys like that, uh, even the Ohio state and the Oklahoma guys, you know, they're, they're relatively in the, the football zone. I was talking to my friend Dre, who is over at Blitzalytics, And today, you know, he basically said it the best. 
it, when you play this sport, you can't just turn off football mode, um, right. you know, it, and expect yourself to get right back into where you were. And I think it's really important because, you know, when you're basically evaluating these practices, you have to take it with a grain of salt at the beginning because not only are these guys, you know, rusty, but they're, like you said, they're playing with completely different players and, you know, the continuity, the chemistry, all of that um, is not there. Uh, so, you know, I said it last year, Baker Mayfield, um, he had an issue, uh, you know, a family issue where he arrived late. And he got all this criticism because he was late and they kind of threw him on practice field with a helmet and it like, he just got off a plane and you could tell, I mean, he didn't, he didn't look that great. Um, you know, it was really inaccurate and didn't seem like he was the leader that everyone was talking about. And then the next day, you know, one day, I mean, obviously this is a different player and different breed of player. Um, but the next day he had the command of the whole huddle and, you know, he looked great and, you know, some guys can change it on a dime. Others, you know, maybe take a little bit. I thought, you know, somebody like Jalen Hurts today really was night and day from yesterday. And I think it's a good example of, you know, how the first day you, you look at the technique on, you know, most of these players and you, you see what they have. I think, you know, it, it's not just you take the good and you forget about the bad. <clears throat> I think you have to make note of everything. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, you know, I, I think day two, day three is when you start to really see a player for what they are. And, you know, if I was telling you that these practices don't mean anything, I'd be lying to you because there are people that are out here and they're not staying for the game because the practices mean everything to their evaluation. Yeah, and that, it is crazy. That's a great example talking about, you know, the, the progress in, in Baker as the example there over day one and day two and even Jalen Hurts, and it kind of gives you that little insight of, you know, also what are these players like when they're thrown in a mix with a bunch of new guys they've never played with? Obviously, that is going to be the scenario once they get drafted in OTAs and, uh, you know, all the other, um, you know, times that the team gets together after they're drafted and they're working with a brand new group. So uh, you kind of get an idea of how these guys work with other people and you get a chance to learn some of their personalities you mentioned in some of the conversations that you had and. And uh, so that is so important when it comes into this. And, um, you know, let's talk dream scenario here. And let's say, you know, the Rams really like somebody that is down there right now and are willing to move up maybe early in the second round or even, you know, package something and try to get back in the first dream scenario. You know, who's a guy or two that you're seeing down there that maybe you haven't mentioned already that, you know, if the Rams, they'll have to move up to go get them. But is there anybody that kind of jumps out that you think, might garner some of that attention? Well, yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of said, uh, I think I've said on your show before, the potential of Gerald Everett being traded because I think Tyler Higby with the contract extension, with the way he came on towards the end of the year, you know, I, I think that he is kind of locked into his role, especially with the, the chemistry, the continuity, and the, the friendship he has with Jared Goff. I don't think that they would want to do that now and break them apart. With that being said, that they have a blocking tight end, um, you know, and Johnny Munt that, you know, I don't think you and I really gave much of an opportunity earlier right. in the year, uh, but he really proved to us that, you know, this guy's for real, you know, he's a legit, you know, blocker uh, in line. And I think that's going to be huge. So, you know, it's kind of like, where's Gerald Everett's fit? And I think, you know, you could make the argument the Rams could trade Gerald Everett and, uh, you know, potentially use that pick or, or that trade 
um, to go up and, and get, you know, somebody like uh, Bryson Hopkins out of Purdue. You know, I, I think Hopkins, somebody that, you know, met with the Rams. He talked about the potential playing with Tyler Higby. He did not mention Gerald Everett. <laughs> right. That's not really his fault. Yeah. But I, you know, I don't really, you know, it, it makes me wonder, though, you know, because you, you read in between the lines, why does he just mention Tyler Higby? You know, it makes you wonder what was said in that conversation. Um, not trying to get anybody in trouble for something they did or did not do. But, you know, I think you have to look at that. And, and Bryson, I think, is the best receiving tight end in this crop. And I think, you know, if you wanted to maybe pull the plug on the, the Gerald Everett project, uh, you know, Bryson would definitely be a, a good option there, uh, kind of a dream scenario. And, and then another guy I would say uh, is if the Rams in some facet were able to acquire somebody like Neville Gallimore from Oklahoma, who, you know, I, I again, I spoke with. Gallimore is right up there, you know, with the best of the best. I mean, I think he's a, a tad below somebody like Javon Kinlaw, somebody like Derek Brown, but, you know, he is probably right below Kinlaw. And you, you talk about getting that interior presence. I think it's really important to have that next to Aaron Donald. I think it's quite honestly criminal the amount of pressure that Aaron Donald has on him because he was generating quadruple teams and the Rams still were not getting enough pressure on the quarterback. So that has to change. I think, you know, if you put in somebody like that, Gallimore in there, I was watching him go through the bag drills and watching him in one-on-ones. He is a feisty guy. Uh, somebody that played at big, you know the Big 12 Oklahoma. I'm really intrigued uh, to see him potentially in horns. I think that would be absolutely incredible to put him next to um, Aaron Donald. I think you're exactly right. We talked about it yesterday when we were talking about Aaron Donald, pro football focus, uh, defense player of the year, and how you know he needs a little help next to him. And we got a couple young guys. I know you're not huge on Sebastian Joseph Day, or we didn't seen enough of Greg Gaines to know what he can do, but. Uh, adding a guy that is coming out in his dynamic might be something that the Rams could be really interested in. Uh, but we've got a lot of needs all over the place. I look forward to talking to you again when you get back after the game. Enjoy the game while you're down there. I uh, look forward to talking to you again next week and getting even another recap of some of the stuff you saw and, and as we kind of put together uh, some of those big boards and uh, do some of those mock drafts as we really dive into this in the off season. But uh, we still got some football left to go, the Super Bowl, and and uh, we'll have a chance to talk to you again. I know you have been hard against the Niners, but uh, who do you got in the Super Bowl real quick before we get out of here? Yeah, you know, uh, I got to give the Niners some credit. Um, they ended up being a lot better than I really thought they were. Uh, at the same time, time i have to give the the chiefs a lot of credit um i think that they've cracked the code i think as long as patrick mahomes stays healthy um in the playoffs i i don't see them losing i have the chiefs score prediction i i don't really have one i mean i think it'll be a you know a close game i'd probably say you know maybe 28 21 i think it'll be a touchdown type of you know game um i don't see it going to overtime like some people have suggested um, I know you get free wings, and I think Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> if it does. So nice. <laughs> keep well, that in mind. Yeah, hey, but, um, <laughs> it's like that commercial where he hits the button for overtime, right? Like the kicker slips and and they all yeah. goes to overtime, and everyone's happy. <laughs> More wings for everybody. Well, don't we won't hold you to that prediction, and we'll talk again next week. So we'll be one week closer uh, to that game. So maybe we'll talk about that. We'll put a segment aside to talk about that game, and and there's some fun prop bets out. So maybe we'll run through some of the prop bets that are coming out in that game. But Jake, man, we appreciate it. I'll let you go. I know it's been a long day for you. I look forward to talking to you again. Have fun. Travel safe back, and enjoy your time down there in Mobile, Alabama. 
Appreciate it, Bear. Always a pleasure. And, uh, you know, hopefully I can uh, find or at least run into a Sean McVay or a Les Snead tomorrow. I love it, man. Tell him I said what's up. He'll be the probably the best-dressed guy in the house. You can't miss those two L.A. guys walking around in Alabama if they show face. But uh, <laughs> I would love to see that picture, my friend. That is a definite retweet if you get it. So uh, enjoy your time down there. Hopefully you run into some fun and uh, fun people and, and create some good stories out of this. So, guys, again, don't forget to go follow him at Downtown Rams as well as J.K. Bogan DTR. But with that, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time. Peace. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.